Hi. <laughs> yeah. You know, we we should get t-shirts made and you like your your face and just blow it up on the shirt and just say hi. Hi. H I I I I I. Just a goofy pick, like. I think I got a cu couple of goofy ones. <laughs> I know you got a couple phone, goofy so. ones. <laughs> you got a picture of me eating a big ass smoky and uh, Freddy's. And eating uh, a pizza and, <laughs> and sleeping and. <laughs> but that's a whole different, different conversation. Yeah. Uh, welcome to um, Res Hockey. This is episode one hundred and four. Uh, my name is Trev, and with me is Bush. What's up, Bushy? He's in uh, the nation's capital, Ottawa. Ottawa for this uh, this week for uh, work purposes. He's meeting with yes. Prime Minister Trudeau and and Jagmeet Singh and uh, Pierre Polivier. Polivier, oh. something like so, that. Uh, as some I'd of you don't know, yeah. Uh, Bush was uh, one of the behind the scenes for the convoy, so he's he has to go to Ottawa again. <laughs> You're gonna get me killed. And... <laughs> Don't at me. <laughs> Don't at me. I gotta... Do I love you? <laughs> yeah. So he has to, <laughs> to be honest. He has court in Ottawa this week. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm totally kidding. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, what? Bush is not all for work, so he, he, <laughs> I'm work conference. I'm not he has nothing to do with the he had nothing to do with the convoy. So but yeah, he's on his iPhone. Uh yeah. what kind of hotel are you staying at? Is that a I am at the Lord Elgin Hotel. It's probably about eighty, maybe ninety years old. Really? It's like, not like a third? Marriott or nothing? No, 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 no. This is a this is a total entity by itself. Like, we're talking like old school, old school. Like, there's slots in the hallway for the mail. Like you know, back in the olden days, you could uh, you could drop off a letter down the pipe, this mail slot, and then you go downstairs. You see a uh, U.S. mail or Canada mail right on the side of the walls. It's pretty neat. Like it's just pretty. It's pretty neat. Like it, there's, there's a lot of history where where we're staying right now. Um, staying right across from uh, Aboriginal Monument, I think it's called, or uh, I can't remember the name of the title. I have to scroll through. But but it's a but it's a testament. It's a and it's a. I'm so nervous right now. Sorry. No, but it, but it's a monument. I checked it out. There's there's four natives. In all four directions, and there's four major, um, I guess we call animals. There's like there's the bear, there's elk, there's moose, and there's the wolf, and they're all leading into the, the, what war. was the last it's one? A, it's a bear, moose, elk, and a wolf. Oh, okay, because you said wolf, like wolf. If you you no. were barking. Oh, like, sorry, wolf. it's a it's that <laughs> Aboriginal veterans, um, um, oh monument, ah. monument, yeah. It's really cool. Like, like there's uh, four soldiers in four directions. Um, there's four animals. Probably the the best kick-ass uh, uh, predators or or whatever in uh, you think in Canada. Like the wolf, the bison. You know, just awesome, awesome. I got. I'm gonna load. I'm gonna upload it if I remember how. 
Uh, go out there tomorrow and take a picture and upload it. Yeah. Okay. It'd be yeah. cool to see. Well, I'll do uh like I'll do a, a 360 shot. Like I'll just do a walk around and look at it. It's really, really neat. Sounds neat. Um, yeah. yeah, welcome to episode 104. Um, I am on the traditional land of the Anishinaabe. I'm I on Treaty 3 territory. And Bush is on the traditional yep. land of the Algonquins. And that's all I like. I'm back and for I'm, history. I that's all I know that for that area in Ottawa. If you know, correct me if I'm wrong, because I know there's more than the Algonquins there, right? And I don't think yeah. there's a I don't think there's there's a treaty in that there, area. Uh, there's unceded territory. Yeah, unceded territory. That's the yeah. word. So yeah, we're in the bushes in one end, end of the province and the in the other end. Yep. So it kind of dirty there so yeah um <laughs> welcome to uh 104 we're excited to have you join us um if you're listening on apple spotify google amazon music i uh i heart radio and podbean or you're watching us on youtube so thanks My for joining space, us high five where are you now what's that where are you now is that an old yeah it's it's Probably with the same era as MySpace. That's probably like dial up ages. Eh? <laughs> yeah. Um while you were at were Hey <laughs> While Bush was working um today, I was able to uh, sit down with uh our guest for this week's episode. Um for this week. Our guest is a former guest of the show, and um, he was, I think, I'm going to check right now. I think, guess who was at this week's episode, uh, guest, you were away on work, so you weren't, he was episode six. Episode six. Wasn't Toe Dragon, was it? No, he was episode oh, four, four and 70. Episode six is friends, best friends with Toe Dragon. We see oh. Rabbit. He's recently retired. He just won the... Was it Colton? Yeah, we had Colton no, on the show. No, no, man, I missed it. Yeah, so he was asking about you. and Oh, man. I was like... I would have I loved to have seen him play this weekend. I know, he's uh, back-to-back champs and... Yeah. First, he won a tournament in uh, Calgary, and he won this past weekend in uh, Brandon, Manitoba, at Winterfest with the Round Lake Bears. Uh, yeah, Colton Yellowhorn, yeah. man, is nice. joined joined me. Unfortunately, uh, Bush wasn't able to uh, attend to work with work commitments and mm-hmm. court. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, it was uh, Colton. We talked about like life after hockey and. Yeah. What's he up to now? And do you miss miss uh, playing the game professionally and stuff like that? It was a really good talk. Yeah. It was like a, it was a good heart to heart talk, and it was it's good to see guys transition from pros to just uh, mm-hmm. life after hockey. And it was a good talk. So, yeah, Colton Yellowhorn is our uh, guest for this week. So, really good talk, and he's uh brought up about like uh, he'll come out for supper with us next time when we're in uh oh good saskatoon when, when we're at Wacy's like that like he proposed that 
like you and I, him, Judd, Wacy, all sit around at a at the table at Wacy's and at just table? go live, Facebook Live, or oh, go yeah. on a pod like podcast live and just sit around and talk hockey. That'd be cool. So and then you know what? Every now and then we could ask um um Ashley's opinion. Is oh, that yeah, true, yeah. Ashley? Yeah, like that. All of a sudden, all of us just ask ask her. It's like, is that true? <laughs> because I got confirmation that uh, the boys will be playing for Kainai again. So, yes. So hopefully, uh, we, we, if you the listeners don't remember, uh, Kainai Braves were withdrew that- from the Freddie last year due to having a <clears throat> player who wasn't status. So I they withdrew from the tournament even though they were two and oh and they had a really good yeah. team so yeah they'll get in the boys i'm not sure about jesse he said so jesse okay. do this is a question mark but it'd be good to see, mm-hmm. to see jesse again so yeah uh stick around later for our interview with uh mr um colton, colton yellowhorn it wasn't it was fun so we had a lot of laughs and shit like that so it's always good to have laughs with our mm-hmm. guests uh like i mentioned earlier Dakota Fest in Brandon, Manitoba was this past weekend. Yep. Um, it was a lot of good hockey. Um, I didn't go. Uh, Bush didn't go. But it was uh, a lot of good hockey. And uh, Round Lake Bears, they uh, yeah. they won the championship. Um, they had to go the long way. You know, that loser bracket. Once okay. you, when you're on top, yep. then you lose and you got to go play. F- I think they played four games. That Sunday, he said. So that's a gauntlet and a half. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Body crazy. contact too. So that's a long run. Mm-hmm. He uh, he said Round Lake treated him really well. Um, he flew from like Regina to Calgary and had to drive from Regina to Brandon, which is okay. what is that like a three hour ride? So yeah, it's good. We mentioned uh, he talked about the hitting and the enforcers because in Brandon and a lot of those senior contact tournaments out West, you, a lot of teams carry enforcers guys who, who will do the smarten you up if you're out of line. Right. So we talked about mm. that and uh, round round, they had some big boys on that team. So mm-hmm. it, was, it was really cool. And, but congrats to uh round Lake bears for winning the, Senior division for the 2024 mm-hmm. Dakota Nation Winterfest, and congrats to the Team G for winning the 40 plus. Um, I played with a lot of those guys on the team, and good guys. So happy for them to be uh, to add another title to their resumes for the the vets. Yeah. So, um, yeah, congrats to the the girls too. I don't know who won the girls. They didn't on Facebook. Long plays, I thought. Uh, long planes, yeah, that's right. They beat uh, the Flyers, they beat, so yep, they beat the Lake Flyers. Yeah, congrats to Long Plains, which is just outside Portage La Prairie. So, um, very good tournament. Uh, that tournament keeps getting bigger and bigger every year. So, <coughs> next year for sure, we'll, we'll attend Bush. Yeah, yeah, we'll get on teams. Mm-hmm. So, you don't yeah. have to pay the entry fee, I'll get on a team. Yeah, we should. <laughs> but uh just me and you even, yeah even the old timers <laughs> like they had like 15 some teams had 15 guys is that 
too many guys for old timers. That's, that's too many guys for old timers to win five grand. Yeah. Yeah, that's a little too many players. I I think five grand divided by fifteen. That's three hundred thirty three bucks. Yeah. And you're playing like five six games. Mm -hmm. That's not worth it. No. So ten guys is good. I think ten guys is good. When I played for Pegwas last year in the old timers division, we had ten guys, and that was just enough. And we yeah. we won, and so yeah, because you want to keep moving, right? Like at at our yeah. age, if we sit down for more than five six minutes on the bench, we're toast. Yeah, we we're... yeah we seize up, and it's like it's not a good, not a not a good feeling. No, it's especially like. Like for me personally, like when I play, even when like away from the ice, I have a hard time for some reason drinking water. Like, like for the life of me, I can't drink water. I don't know. I'll drink maybe a bottle of water a day, but you're supposed to drink like how many liters? Like two liters of water a day. Six to eight liters of water. Yeah. Like, come on, who does that? Like, it's it's so hard. Like, I did um, in Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, I drank uh, coconut water too. Does that really yeah, help? Coconut? Yep. Yep. Hmm. I'd uh Pedialyte. very good, but it's it's like Pedialyte and it's it's way it's good. But is that natural though? Is yeah. it is there anything added to that coconut water? Or is it just like hundred percent all natural? I I think they uh open up the coconuts at the at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> or be like, or be like Bush it. and drink three primes a game. <laughs> <laughs> Bush was just foaming at the moment. He's like, "Are you okay, Bush?" Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you drink before the game? Three. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> those drinks, those prime drinks, are like three Red Bulls in one drink. Is that crazy? I think they should be banned a lot. I really don't. We were growing up. We had uh, Kool Aid with lots of sugar. Yeah. That was it. There was there was no uh, nothing. It was uh, it was how much sugar you could you could take in a in a Kool Aid drink, and that was it. Remember Gatorade like, used to it. come in a glass bottle. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, we never had like. But that was like a, a treat, like. We never yeah. really had that growing up back home, Moosey Moose Factory. So yeah, I didn't, was... <laughs> I didn't want Gatorade or anything. I, I I was happy with my water, maybe some orange juice, but and and fruit in between games. Was, we didn't we didn't have no Gator, we didn't have no um, um, Red Bull or Monster or anything like that. It was just, I think I think I think those energy drinks would be. Um, it's just a money scam, really. It's just yeah. But they aim the sad thing is they aim for young kids who yeah. who want to like Red Bull like, give you wings, which they don't. No. Or like Austin Matthews signed with Prime. Like, how can a guy live with himself knowing that kids are gonna want to be like him and yeah. buy these drinks because he's endorsing that awful stuff? <clears throat> so, yeah. Um, not much for well, yeah, I am. I drink a lot of Gatorade, like before before hockey, just okay. to keep hydrated. Yeah. Are you a Powerade guy or Gatorade guy? 
Powerade. Powerade? Yeah. Just because it's larger <laughs> and because of the shape of the bottle. Because you can refill it with water and, and just squeeze it. That's it's. That's all. When I went to Mexico, they had, I should have brought some back, one liter bottles of Gatorade. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> it was freaking huge. One so, liter. Yeah, shit. one liter. I've never seen that before. But yeah, um, yeah. Congrats to yeah. Congrats to Winterfest. We totally got off subject. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. That's a good time. Like, uh, check out their Facebook Facebook page. The uh, Coordination Winterfest. They showed all the winners: volleyball, uh, basketball, line de- line de- step dancing, um, jigging too. So it was really cool that they have all those. Square uh, dancing. Things, square dancing, yeah. Not line dancing. I know, that's why he's yeah. correcting myself. <laughs> uh, our, our buddy, Jason the Rat, Richard from uh, Sandy Bay, but lives in Ebb and Flow. He won first place for in the men's category for uh, jigging. So good. Congrats, Rat. He played for the Res Dogs in the Old Timers Division. So mm-hmm. I think he won like 300 bucks. So good for you, <laughs> Rat. Nice. It's pretty funny. Oh. He, he's just a tiny guy. It's, to see his legs, just his feet just go really <laughs> <Yeah>. fast. <laughs> um, let's talk about your Edmonton Oilers. How let's many games? Do, please. You know what? You don't deserve to talk to them because at two nine and one, you didn't like them. I I still don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> Here they are. Um. Potential to tie the all-time winning streak. Pittsburgh Penguins, eh? Pittsburgh, 92? 92, yeah. 92, 93, or 91, yeah. And they won the cut that year. Yep. So, do you think they'll beat the record of consecutive wins? Uh, I. It's tough because their next game is against the, our cousin, Zach. I know. That's why I'm wearing this hat because I want <laughs> Vegas to win and snap Edmonton's winning streak. <laughs> I didn't know how many Edmonton Oilers fans I had on my Facebook, but I have lots. A this. lot, yeah. And I made a post about all the wins that they they made. They have their, oh, their, their winning streak. Have, you, you shouldn't have went there. And I posted I that, that. I was like, I posted that it was all against teams that are under 500 and out of a playoff spot, and I was attacked. Yeah. I was like, "Holy jeez!" I really uh, hurt some feelings. And, somehow, yeah, yeah, bunch of butthurt people. I put <laughs> teams that the Oilers have beaten during their 14 game winning streak. This is when they yeah. won 14, 14 games, and all these teams were maybe twenty ranked twentieth and and lower. And a lot of people just uh, attacked me. It was crazy. Toronto. Did they and, beat Toronto though? Yeah, they did. Okay, I'm just asking for a friend. Yeah, that was a bad game. But I'm just it, asking for dice art. Oh yeah. <laughs> so a lot of people like it was all oiler fans were just attacking me. It was like, oh, okay. geez. So it, it's just funny that I have a lot of oiler fans on my Facebook and <laughs> thanks for attacking me, guys. <laughs> but I don't know. Um Stuart Skinner is playing playing good. Hopefully, the whole just... good. do you know? Uh, here's a stat Warren Fogle has as many points as McDavid. Really, how many is that in that? In that, oh, stretch. in that streak. So, you think about it, you got 
contributions from the first line, from the second line, from the third line. It, it's not just uh, McDrysaddle doing all the scoring. <laughs> it's everybody. It's you got Hyman. Thanks, by the way, for uh, releasing him to us. He's on pace for like fifty goals this year. Yeah, that's what they're saying. Yeah, it's good. You got Hyman doing his thing. You got News doing his thing. Then you got Fogel doing his thing. You got Holloway chipping. And you got Gagne the odd time. You know, it's 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 not just one. It's everybody contributing. And then you got the the Bush bomb. Even um, even the guy Nurse. Sorry, that, that was the that worst really, nickname. The Bush that bomb. I really don't like the Bush bomb. Yeah, I know. Yeah, even the guy Nurse that no one really likes because he's overpaid by about eight million a year. He's going to f up this this. Uh... This game so bad. I'm just waiting for him know, to cough up the pocket. Just no, he's gonna f up in game six of the final. Really, the really, final. really f and bad. He's gonna f up in game six, but you know who will bail him out is Bouchard. I'm just kidding. The no. Bush bomb. No, but you know, you the know, Bush like bomber. That, the Bush bomb. <laughs> but no, I, I get what you're saying though. Um, Nurse. He got the overtime word against Detroit, which is a good snipe, but I think he yeah, I think you're right. I think he, he might cough it up or he might just not check his guy. And it's gonna be an important game and an important shift, like the third period and Well, so they have to I... beat two other good Canadian teams with yep. Winnipeg and Vancouver. But I yeah, can't really I see Vancouver a playoff team. They just they don't really have the experience. Mm. Go for um, Winnipeg. I think they might go for it because of the coaching, right? Halibuck's yeah. really good, but like the Eastern teams, bonus is a, bonus is a good coach. Like, he's an old like, school coach, and yeah. but I'm, an old school coach who can still play in today's game. And there's yeah. not too many guys that do that. Look at no. the Jacques Martin in Ottawa, he's an old school guy. And, He's yeah. having trouble with Ottawa because it's a totally different game, right? Yeah. Compared to the 80s and 90s that they coached. Not too many guys can transition. 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 I'm making up my own words, but <laughs> uh, Calgary won't make the playoffs. Ottawa won't make the playoffs. Montreal. Oh. So it's only going to be Vancouver, Edmonton, Toronto, and Winnipeg. So Most of them in the West. Yeah. So, so all three of those Canadian teams will just knock each other out. Seems like, mm-hmm. but yeah. Speaking of Toronto and Edmund, uh, Winnipeg, that was a good game. Uh, I attended on Saturday. Yeah, Winnipeg, big Leafs victory. There was probably three quarters of the crowd was <laughs> Leafs Leaf fans. Go Jets, go! And then and they just it yeah. was it was a, like a playoff atmosphere and. Uh, there was a lot of uh, indigenous people there, like lots, man. I was surprised. Yeah. Like, it was good to see that uh, all all of them coming out, and like they all came out to see the best team, and best team won. We sat. That was the first What's time that? I sat sat in section two o three, row one. Section two o three. So we were right in front of, uh, right on the side of. Uh, okay. Hollabuck and we saw all the Leaf goals. So it was really cool. So hopefully the Leafs uh, keep it up. And uh, I think uh, Matthews will get 70 this year. 70 points? 70 goals. That's, pretty, that's a bold prediction. Like how did like Brett Hall and 
like Lemieux and those guys get so like Brett Hall got seventy or eighty six. Even, even like, Bernie Nichols, right? Yeah, like he got seventy goals that one year, Bernie Nichols. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like how did McGillney, Timmy Solani, they got seventy six and ninety three? Like how did they yeah. score all those goals? Was it just bad goaltending or I I I don't think it's bad goaltending. I don't think the goaltenders in the early nineties, late eighties had the shoulder pads. They had, I don't think they had the 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 pad width like and goaltenders right? goaltenders weren't large back then. Like John Sebastian Jaguar, he was a large man. He was big. Yeah. Like same with uh like there was an there's an oddball once in a while, like Mike Liute. Like he was he was a large guy, but they weren't traditionally over six two or six three like their pads were short and their yeah their uh chest protector weren't weren't as big right yeah because yeah do you remember that do you remember that stink sorry to cut you off do you remember that stink that jay shager his pads they were they were they accused him of wearing uh lacrosse pads oh yeah they were like fuck it they were just huge same with gar snow for the islanders yeah remember oh, for or sure, the yeah. flyers sorry the flyers yeah. he Added extra for his shoulders. Mm-hmm. I was just looking at Bernie Nichols' stats. Seventy-nine games, he scored seventy goals. How do you score? <laughs> and, and he was like a bad skater. Like he wasn't the yeah. greatest skater. Nope. How the hell do you do that? Well, of course, he played with Gretzky. Never mind. That's yeah. why. Yeah. <laughs> Case close. Played with Gretzky. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's uh, it's funny how like. Remember what Theo Fleury said? Like, they yeah. never had a generation player because there was so many superstars. Like, yeah. You can name 20 guys who were, like, good as mm-hmm. Crosby, like how Crosby was and McDavid, right? So yeah. it, it, that really made me think, like, when Theo said that. Like, they had crazy superstars back in the 90s. Yeah. So there was yeah. a there was a seen amount of talent. Even like even like he said, like is he is a good, he's a Hall of Famer. He was a fourth liner on that on that Olympic team. Fourth yeah. line. And if you look at who we play with, New and Dyke and Shanahan. And those guys like, got and those guys are Hall of Famers. Yeah. So <laughs> ever hear of a, a of a metal band called Machine Head? Yeah, no. No, I went to a metal concert on Sunday in Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. Uh, my buddy Merle asked me if I wanted to go a while back, and I said, "Yeah, sure," because I like going to concerts. And but mm-hmm. metal, man, holy shit! I just <laughs> I don't know. It just makes me feel like holy man. Like I had to listen to country. I drove home afterwards the concert after the concert, and I had to listen to country music just to. <laughs> feel normal again because that metal music is crazy like you know what i want to add that's how they sound i want to add something to that you remember every now and then they have mandatory metallica on serious yeah so i think it was 2018 or maybe 2019 that was the last one that i really vividly remember so me and my partner we used to have serious radio we blare it and uh, for like 12 hours straight or 11 hours straight on my 12 hour shift, 11 hours straight, listen to Metallica, like uh, Red Lightning, Master Puppets. And then I just, you're going to get, you're going to get a kick out of this. I just, I took a deep breath and I turned my, 
I went and I just pressed a bunch of buttons on the, you know, the channel up and down, up and down. And then Carleen Carter was on country. Every little thing, Yeah. you know, that song, every little thing. And I'm like, I needed this to hear. So I just kept repeating it. And it just, just to flush every heavy metal, every chord out. I just, I know where you're coming from. I just, I, I wanted to hear something light and heavy, like, Enya That's how or I felt. Yeah, man. yeah Because this concert, it had four bands. The concert started at 6.30 and ended like 11.30 midnight. So it was all hard metal. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, man, I got to listen to country. So I listened to country for an hour, an hour and a half ride home. It's just like as if I had to cleanse myself from... <laughs> The list from listening to that metal music, like it's crazy, man. So, but yeah, that was my weekend. You have to cleanse yourself. <laughs> you have to Yeah, smudge yourself from the. with country music, <laughs> I just felt like my years were ringing. It was, I mean, I'm always up to going to concerts and listening to music, <laughs> yeah. but I can only listen to metal music for maybe an hour, a couple of songs, but not four bands in four and a half hours. But uh, my next concert with him, we're going to uh, Pantera. That should be a good Ooh, one. I like Pantera. They're yeah. a Yes. good classic metal band, but I don't know. They're pretty What? aggressive. I like it. Yeah, they're aggressive, but these ones were like really aggressive. They had like uh, some kind of antlers on their mic stand and like burning like church crosses and stuff like that. It's like, holy shit. <laughs> the hell is this that was pretty crazy but uh yeah uh <laughs> before we get into any more what were we gonna say what Oh no, who I just who me or you yeah, you. what what I have a I have I have a question okay in our next segment, and I really want you to think about this. It's uh a really oh it's kind of it's a not a deep question, but it might get you thinking about other players. And I'm uh oh I'm gonna lead on to it. Okay. But yeah. We'll save that for next week. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm already thinking, like, what the fuck is this? I mean, what is this guy thinking already? Okay. Uh, let's uh, let's go talk with uh, well, let's Colton. go to our interview with Colton. <laughs> oh, let's. Let's. Okay. Uh, we'll be right back with our interview with. Res Hockey would like to introduce you our guest for episode 104. We would like to welcome him back. I think he was uh, episode, the top 10 anyway, episode 6 or 8. Uh, Res Hockey would like to introduce our guest from Brockton, Alberta, Mr. Colton Yellowhorn. Welcome to the show, man. Hey man, appreciate it. Thanks for having me back. You know, it's yeah, it's been a while since we've done that first one. So it's, you know, a lot has changed in that time. And you know, you guys are doing a great job with the podcast. You know, you're up above a hundred now. So obviously, you know, people are listening and things are going well. Yeah, it's been probably a good two years since we last uh, had you on the show, and I think we get to see you every May at the Freddy. But uh, how's uh, how's life uh, recently? You're uh, retired, I guess, from pro hockey. How's uh, life uh, after hockey?
You know, you know, it's been good. It's, it's a bit of a change, right? But at the same time, you know, like I, I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming sooner than later. And like last year, you know, I woke up in January one day and I just like, you know, it, it became a job having to go to the rink. And right then and then I knew, you know, it's it's time to to hang. Well, I'm not officially hanging the skates up. You know, I didn't officially retire until probably a couple of weeks ago. I was still <laughs> talking to a couple of teams and think and thinking about going back. That's why I never really announced the retirement. But yeah, I think now it's it's official. I think I'm done. Well, done playing professional hockey for sure. So if a team from the coast or the Southern Pro called you, is like, we need a, a top six forward uh, for a run for the playoffs, would you consider it? No, no, uh, definitely not the coast. I, I don't know if I could go play four games or five nights and the travel and stuff like that. You know, it's, I don't know if I, the body could do that anymore. I actually was just got off the phone with Idaho. One of my best friends is the head coach there, and he's trying to get me to come down there and play. And he said, call me again on February 1st. And I said, nah, I don't know. After – after playing this, after playing Brandon here, you know the body's a little sore after a weekend like that. So I don't know if I don't know if I can handle a, you know, a little faster pace and more hitting. Uh, talking about Brandon, you re, uh, you played for Round Lake Bears at the Dakota Fest. Uh, you guys pulled off pulled it off this the long Sunday run and won the championship. How was uh, how was your weekend playing with the Bears? It was awesome. You know, it's the second weekend I played in this year. I played in the the SRC tournament by Calgary there earlier in the. Earlier in January, we went, we got to win that one too. So it was good, you know. And you know, they invited me to play in the on the provincial team for Saskatchewan. So I don't know me, Winston Daichi, for going out there to play with them. And uh so yeah, it, it's been good, you know. I'm looking forward to that. And then we got to play provincial and stuff like that. So I think it'll be fun. And we got a good core group of guys that, you know, are all gonna be playing. I think most of the core group was in Brandon this weekend. So it's good to with everyone, get to know everyone and kind of get that chemistry built for the this provincial run. Did uh, anyone try to take a run at you this past weekend? Because Bush and I last week we talked about how some players who played professionally should uh, have the respect of players that are playing there, like compared to two years ago when someone just hit uh, Dwight King pretty good and just knocked him out of attorney, and his wife was complaining that there was no respect for him and stuff like that. So we were we were wondering if uh, people were trying to take a run at you or whatnot. You know, like, I I wouldn't say people take a run, but you know, it, it's a hockey game, right? Like it's hitting. You got to keep your head up. You got to know, right? You're gonna get hit. Like it doesn't matter whether you play NHL or not. Like, you know, everyone's there to win. Everyone's competitive, there to win. So you you just got to keep your head up and stuff like that. And you know, unfortunately, like you know, I bring my my, my bodyguard. I call him uh, Callan Big Snake. Yeah, with me to most of these tournaments. You know, he kind of helps. You know, police things out there and keep the game a little more cleaner and stuff, and helps lets me kind of play my game and you know some of the other skilled guys. Like that, but you know, from the first few tournaments I played in, like when I was younger, the the tournaments have really clean, uh, cleaned up. There's not as much dirty stuff anymore. You know, there's so much money on the line, right, and yeah. so much pride and stuff now that people are there to win, and you know, teams are spending money to bring guys in and stuff like that. So I think I think it's it's going in the right direction because you want to get all the professional players and stuff like that, the good hockey players to keep coming back, right, for your tournament. To, it makes your tournament better. It makes it, you know. Indian hockey look a lot better going that way. So I think it's cleaned up a lot and the tournaments have done a lot of good things to make sure it stays clean. And, you know, you want a good show on the ice, right? And I'm sure a lot of the people, the spectators want to see good hockey, see the best players play and stuff, right? And like I said, if it keeps getting, if it gets too dirty, then obviously, like, we got, well, not myself anymore, but guys got careers, right? So they're yeah. not going to keep going these tournaments and they get ran from behind and get, you know, slashed and stuff like that, right? So, we, we like to come play, play with friends and see the best hockey players play against the best native players as well, right? And, and just see where everyone is, you know, and try to put a good show on for the fans. 
I was talking with uh, Sunday night. I was talking with uh, Kaden Butterfly, who played for Norway House, and he was a former guest of the show and good friend of good friend of mine. And I asked him, "Do you think each team should carry an an enforcer, someone who will keep things clean? Do you think that each team in big money tournaments and body contact tournaments, senior tournaments, that each team should carry someone?" who's considered an enforcer on, on a, on a team? I believe, I think so. Yes. I think it, it helps like I said, police the game and keeps the game cleaner, right? Keeps people accountable. I think you should, I think you should 100%, but at the same time, I think the players should have enough respect for each other. Like, you know, if I get, if I get run over or hammered and like I have my head down and it's a clean hit, you know, that's on me, you know, but it's just some of the other things that I worry about, like, you know, the two hands and stuff like that hits from behind. Those are the kind of things that, I think it's good to have an enforcer out there just to, you know, make sure that stuff doesn't happen too often. You guys, uh, the Bears took a, the long run um, through uh, Sunday. How was it playing all those games uh, on Sunday? How did you feel yesterday on Monday? <laughs> uh, you know, I was actually talking to Winston about it. I was laughing. I was like, oh, you know, some days it's better to play. Get that, that long run Sunday, your legs, you know, your legs are going, your hands are going, you're in the game. But as you remember, I was also playing when I had to do that. I was playing professional hockey for eight months, so I was in better shape, right? But <laughs> and then after Sunday, I was like, man, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm built to do that anymore. <laughs> so I prefer not to do that. I prefer not to do that again. But at the same time, you look at these big tournaments, you know, those double knockouts and stuff. You play four games on Sundays, like Freddie. Freddie, you you have to play four games on Sundays, right? Yeah. So it's kind of, you know, you get more than four games. I think it's it's a little too much and. Yeah, you know, the body was sore, you know, I was tired, <laughs> long travel day, you know, it's a long travel day, I, like, got to work this morning, it was it was a tough day uh, at work this morning, you know, body's a little sore. With you, uh... A hot tub and a sauna. <laughs> a lot of A535, I bet. <laughs> yeah. Um, with you being on, uh, back on uh, the Canadian side now, is your phone ringing lots with teams asking you to go to, like... To these tournaments because i'm sure out west there's tournaments pretty much every weekend uh you know what now Britain, there's not many tournaments to be honest like, most of the tournaments are saskatchewan manitoba but yeah no not not ringing too, not ringing too often you know i usually play with a couple teams like nori house and round lake and stuff like that and so i think people know that i'm kind of going with them and stuff but i also told a lot of guys earlier in the year like i didn't want to play in a lot of tournaments after retiring like i didn't really i don't have the drive to really play much you know so like I had fun this weekend and stuff like that, but I I definitely couldn't do every weekend or, you know, I maybe do every <laughs> once or twice a month, but I don't think I could do every weekend. That's for sure. How old are you now? You're what? You're 30, 36? Yeah. 36, maybe 37 year just before so, Freddie. So, so what are you going to do in like three years and when you're 40 plus, I'm sure your phone's going to be just ringing off the hook. Just, Hey, come play old timers. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I keep, I keep joking around the players and keep saying, Oh, I have, I have my last pair of skates right now. So once those are broken down, that's it. Once they're done, I'm done. So we'll see how long those last. I don't think they're going to last three or four years. That's for sure. That's what I said with my my trues. I had my trues for five years. Then I got a job working with uh, recreation with kids. And uh, CCM gave me free skates. So I was like, oh, man, now I got to wear these new skates for another couple of years. Just, But yeah, I... Yeah. I I'm in my 40s, and I keep saying that too. Oh, these skates are my last pair, and after that, I'm going to retire. But it just it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't. But I don't know, right? Like I said, I just don't know. Like you know, I got to start thinking about life after hockey and like yeah. another career going and stuff like that, right? So 
kind of depends what I'm going to do. And I'm still trying to figure that part out. And, you know, it's cause it's hard to get times off. Like he, like the one of these tournaments, you need four days off, right? You got to yeah. take, you got to leave Thursday and come back and you got to get Friday and Monday off. Right. So it's tough to find a job unless you own your own company. That's going to allow you to do that every weekend and stuff like that. Um, Fall time is usually when players are leaving, going to their teams that they're going to play for, for the upcoming season. How was it for you? No, um, being being at home in in Canada, knowing like Judd and Nick, you're, you have other friends who are playing who are going off to the respective teams, and you're you you're so used to going, you're mo- so used to moving away at that time of year. But this year you you were at home. How was it? How was it for you? Honestly, it was it was pretty easy, man. Like like I said, like I knew I was done, right? Like yeah. I knew, like I knew I didn't. I didn't have that fire to go back. And I, I knew that in May, in May I went to the gym one day. I went to try to get on the bike and stuff like that. Work. I got in there, went there 10 minutes, got on the bike, left. And that's when <laughs> I knew. I was like, I don't think I can, I don't think I can do this anymore. Right. It's not so much the hockey season is hard. It's the summer where the summer train that's hard. That's yeah. really mentally draining. And, and that's the hardest part about, I think hockey, hockey is a plane is the fun part. It's the other things you have to do to get prepared for that stuff. But no, it was, it was, I was okay. Like, honestly, I was, I was home. I'm roading a lot more now and stuff too. So like, you know, I, I have, a, I have another hobby or something else I really enjoy. And I think that, that really helped me kind of transition. I'm not yeah. going to play, you know, and the weather was so nice for so long here. Right? Yeah. We were roping outside in October still. So, you know, it didn't really hit me till this last uh, minus 40 we had there. Then it's like, well, then, then it kind of hit you that you're home. Like there's nothing to do. It's cold outside. <laughs> you want to go outside. That's when it kind of hits you like, oh, I'm home and everybody else is playing. So what are you, what are you up to these days then, like other than hockey? Uh, I'm doing a little bit of uh, skill stuff with some younger kids here on the reserve, and you know, doing some other private sessions and stuff like that. And I'm looking at maybe starting a mentorship program for some of these these Aboriginal kids. You know, if they need help or something, or just help guide them in the right direction with going to higher in hockey and higher levels and stuff like that. I want to get something like that going. And we actually opened up a youth home on the reserve here, so I applied for a job there because I've always wanted to get back to the community and, you know, yeah. help kids, you know, see, you know, succeed in life other than sports and stuff like that. So I'm looking forward to starting now. We're supposed to get our first few kids here within a month here. So I'm looking, I think that's going to be pretty exciting, a new job and stuff like that. Looking forward to that. And just helping the old man on the ranch and stuff like that. And just, you know, basically what I do in the off season is yeah. help the old man on the ranch and, you know, ride the horses and stuff like that. And, is it, I really enjoy the freedom of hot, not playing hockey, you know, yeah. not having to go to a game every Friday, Saturday and stuff like that. The weekends, I can actually just relax at home and not do much. So what did you do with all your dress clothes then? <laughs> oh, I haven't worn dress clothes in, in Europe. You don't wear, don't wear, no, you don't wear dress clothes in Europe. No, it's a lot of this team tracksuits and apparel and stuff like that. So it's, it's actually nice. You just, and a lot of times at home games, you just have to wear a nice pair of jeans and a nice shirt. Like just, like pro casual, just dress nice, yeah. you know, look look appropriate, stuff like that. Right on. I, I actually kind of miss I kind of miss wearing suits, actually, you know. Like I got 30 suits in the basement here just collecting dust. So it's <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to it's nice to dress up once in a while, you know. Um 20, what is it? 2024, 2023. Let's talk about the Freddy. Uh you played for Kainai, and unfortunately, you guys were not really disqualified, but you guys withdrew um how how were the like you guys played your first two games and you guys were two and oh how was it how did it feel like you guys being two and oh you guys had the momentum going you guys beat moose cree um i thought 
that was a tough game. Like I'm from Loose Creek, so and with friends with you guys. So that was I was stuck in the middle on that game. So but how was it knowing that you guys were like you guys had a good record and you something unfortunately came up with your goalie and you guys just uh Wacy decided it it was time well it, it was best for you guys with to withdraw from the tournament like so how did you feel um with what Wacy wanted to do and withdrawing from the tournament? Just not Wacy, but well, you, you know, know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, we had a we had a team discussion about it, right? Like about yeah. the whole withdrawal and stuff. We all thought, you know, it's it's the honorable thing to do, you know, like like we didn't know we didn't know like that goalie is playing these tournaments for the last ten years, right? So like yeah. we, we just assume we just assume, right? Like, you know, and it was unfortunately happened that, you know, we ended up going with a guy that obviously had didn't have a real card and stuff like that. So that was it was frustrating to learn that because you know, I thought we had a really good team. I thought we had a chance to make a deep run on Sunday, right? And I think we yeah. were just starting we played the first two games, we we played good, but I think we were starting to really click, you know, and stuff like that. And it was unfortunate, but you know, we thought yeah, it was an honorable thing to just to withdraw, you know, with the whole situation going on. You know, like we didn't want to ruin someone else's chance to say we we beat another team. You know, we don't want to ruin someone else's chance of you know going on and stuff like that. And just respect to the like Neil and those guys are going to turn up like that. And just we just thought it was the best decision for our team and stuff to just to pull out and you know let the tournament go on. You guys were flying your second game when you guys played the Scrappers. Did you guys uh, expect that you guys were gonna you guys because you guys were up had a couple goals up them like pretty easy and so i thought it was like me personally i thought it was going to be a harder game but you guys were just flying out there and you guys were just connecting well yeah like uh, we, we won we won it the year before norway house right and yeah. we played moose factory and that i, I don't know if it was the first game on sunday or the second game and they were they came out and like we were like us like me judd and Wace and jesse were like telling the guys that like, this is gonna be this is maybe the hardest game of the tournament this they're they're a hard team to play they're big they're fast they're strong and like i think we were down Two one or something against them the year before, right? And yeah, going into the third, got forced yeah. to score. Yeah, I think there was five minutes left in the third, and we scored two quick ones, right? To, yeah, to get the lead there. But yeah, no, you know, I was surprised. You know, it was. But then I was talking to Kane Butterfly, and they didn't have the full team. I think they kind of split it up. Yeah, they brought two teams or something to the tournament, something like that. So they weren't as as deep as they were the year before. But we didn't know that, so we came, we went to that game prepared and like knowing that we had to get a good start on them because it was going to be it was going to be a battle. And that's the um, thing with Freddie. You now the teams are getting yeah. better and better every year, right? It, it, there's are. no, there's not really too many easy easy games anymore, right? They're like teams are, you know, like the first couple of years, you know, you have a couple of easy games in round robin. Now it's not like that. Like it's it's a it's a battle the whole way through. Uh, twenty twenty four, Freddie, are you gonna play uh with the boys again? Yeah, I think I'm gonna hop in with the boys. Like I keep telling ways, this is the last <laughs> last kick of the can, right? Third. It's gotta be a third time. It's gotta be a charm, right? So yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. So I told him to make sure he got all the cards, uh, all the cards validated before we end up showing up. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, talking about Wacy, um, how uh, happy are you for him with his success being a coach? Did you ever think uh, Wacy was gonna go behind the bench and become such a good coach? Yeah, you know, I he's he's had that he has that uh, personality to be a coach, right? I I always figured he'd be. He loves the game also. He always wanted to stay in it. I figured yeah. he he would be a coach. I didn't I didn't know how quick or how fast he would go up and like he's in WHL with his third year coaching, you know. Yeah. So it's he's doing good, he's doing a good job there. You know, they have a great organization that's Saskatoon and stuff like that. And great coach, great. And I think they're going for this year. They made some trades this year. I think they're going for the Mem Cup. So like who knows if he'll even be able to play in the Friday. They might still be in the yeah. playoffs or at the Mem Cup. So 
but yeah, no, I'm happy for him. You know, it's awesome. It's nice to see people succeed. And at the same time, you know, it just, I think it helps the Aboriginal kids because he's going to look out there to, you know, maybe give an Aboriginal kid a shot, you know, bring him into camp and stuff like that, you know, give him a chance and get guys on the radar. Right. So I think, I think it's good. I'm happy for him. And I hope, I hope he becomes a head coach one day. He invited Bush and I to supper out at a, at their place, man. You missed a good supper. I think that was Saturday, Saturday evening. We went out there for supper. We had yeah, I, I was, uh, we had uh, steaks I, and salads and everything. Yeah, no, Saturday. I think that's uh, I started. I headed home that day. I was I didn't want to be Saskatoon any longer. Just watching the tournament going on, and we're not in it. So I was like, you know, I might as well head home. And yeah, you know, made long right. It's, we're we're cabins. A cabin season for us. So I yeah. figured, you know, no point wasting two more days there. I might as well get home and help the old man with the cows and stuff like that. You know, he's getting he's getting a little older, so I don't want him doing too much strenuous stuff anymore. So it was. So yeah, I just we just decided to head home. I mean, it was a good decision, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you you missed a good meal though. Maybe maybe in May yeah. we'll uh, have a get together at his house again. Yeah, well, that's tell maybe 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 we'll get there a day early and go out there for you know a dinner out there before the tournament starts, right? Maybe Wednesday or Thursday night, something like that. Yeah. Hopefully, um, yeah, hopefully, host the boys. Who knows though? <laughs> yeah. Um, what I was gonna say again? Um, I totally forgot. Uh, coaching. Would that ever be uh, an opportunity you would consider? Um, at the moment, right now, no, I wouldn't. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want to coach. I don't, I don't want to coach the team, but like I said, I I don't mind doing like skill stuff, one on one stuff, you know, like stuff like that. Like get five kids in the ice and do drills and stuff like that. Help kids with their skill level and like. And I have some kids send me videos of their games, and I'll just you know I'll watch them and say, hey, this is what I think you could do here and stuff like that. More of like. Kind of like what Adam Oates does with the NHL players, kind of thing yeah. like that. That's kind of what I'm more I'm more into that doing it, being a head coach. I just I I just don't want to be around hockey too much right now. Like just being retired, I want to like kind of get away from it. I didn't plan on doing anything with hockey this winter, but you know, <laughs> being home, they kept you know the the reserve kept bugging me to come out there with the kids and stuff. And I said, you know, what? yeah, fine, I'll do that. But like just trying to get a coach to provincial team. I just no, I'm not doing that. Like I'll come up with practice and help run practice and stuff like that. But, but there's other things I want to do playing hockey, like rodeo. And like, I'm, I really enjoy rodeo and I want to do that. And like, I want to go roping in the evening and stuff. And I just, like I said, that's all I want to do right now. And just kind of put hockey to the side for now. And then maybe later on in a few years, I'll, I'll get that itch to, you know, get back into the game coaching and stuff like that. Yeah. But as of right now, I, I don't see myself coaching a team. Uh, you mentioned the rodeo. Give us uh, like a day in a life or the the weekend of a rodeo like um like us in Ontario it's not popular compared to out yeah. west so like tell us what like on a Friday how do you guys do it and give us like a weekend of a regular uh, turn uh, rodeo tournament. Well, you know, it depends on the weekend. Like some days there's three rodeos in the weekend, so you leave Thursday night, you rodeo, sometimes you rodeo Friday morning, and then you have to get in the trailer, try somewhere else, and rodeo that night, you know, and then rodeo somewhere Saturday. But sometimes, you know, a lot of the native rodeos out here, there's it's called a long go and short go. So the long go is usually Friday, Saturday. So you rope one of those. And if, you, if you're one of the top 10 teams in a team roping or one of the top 10 contestants in the, your event you're doing, you come back Sunday for the short round and stuff like that, and then come home. But they, it's, it's a lot of travel. It's kind of like yeah. hockey. It's just you get in that horse trailer, you know, you get a couple of your buddies with you and stuff like that. And you just hit the road and it's a lot of fun. It's kind of like being around a hockey team again, you know, you just hit yeah. the trailer, have laughs and stuff like that, you know, <laughs> but you know, I, I, I want to take it more serious, more when I was playing hockey and stuff is more some, I, I had craved that competitiveness in the summer 
And so you're still competing, but not with hockey. So it was more of like a hobby kind of, but now I like, want to take it more serious and actually, you know, practice more and stuff like that. So it's, but I, I enjoy it. I like getting on the road in the summers and just, you know, going with the guys, and just, you know, having a good time, seeing people you don't get, you don't see very often, you know, each yeah. rodeo and stuff like that. So, but, but yeah, it's usually an all weekend thing. You're usually, you usually leave Thursday or Friday morning and you're back Sunday and back to the, back on the horse at the ranch Monday morning. Right. Well, that sounds fun. Um, when you're winning, when it's fun. Yeah, when you're winning, it's always <laughs> more fun when you win. Exactly. Uh, NHL season's like halfway. NHL All Star Games this week, this weekend. Um, who's gonna win the cup after uh, the season's halfway done? The oil, baby, oil all the you way. Think so? Oh, I'm an oil fan. Maybe they're gonna make a big trade here. I think they're another Dean man, and I think the. I mean, all lines are firing now, right? They got four deep lines going good, and you know, it's not just the top two guys anymore. So it's. I think they have a good chance, right? I just, I don't know, but it's just, it's tough. The West, the West is a tough, a bit, tough conference, right? You got, you got Colorado, they're a powerhouse. Vegas, you can never count them out. It's, NHL is hard to pick a, a contender now, especially the, like, it's, it's hard. It's, I, I, I just, I, I say the oil because it's my team, right? And they're yeah. doing well. There. I mean, 16, 16 game wish. How can you not, how can you not go for them? <laughs> I like your, I like your comment when I posted about all the wins the Oilers did against the teams they played against, which, which is true though. Like, but yeah. they play Vegas next game. So it should be interesting if they, if they'll beat Vegas. And I think they're yeah, one they game, on. one game from tying the NHL record for longest winning streak. So that's pretty impressive. I know. I think. I think it's twenty three. I think it's twenty three. I think. Oh yeah. I, I mean, yeah. They're tied for second. Yeah, or something like that. I was. Yeah. I was on TSN. Yeah. I think it's. I think, yeah. I think it's twenty three. Pittsburgh back in nineteen. Yeah. 90, yeah. Yeah. Eight, so, it's eight. Pittsburgh either at eighteen or twenty three. I'm not sure. It's one of those numbers. But yeah. Yeah. They're close. They're high. Yeah. So you being a like a Southern Alberta boy, how did you become a fan from like a a team from Northern Alberta with Calgary being just a couple hours from you. Uh, you know, honestly, I just, I just hated, just didn't like everyone down here is a Calgary Flames fan. And they, you know, they're just a bunch of bang, like a jumper. <laughs> and, just, and just because of them, I don't like the flames. That's really the only reason I don't like the flames, but and then Oilers, you know, when I was growing up, you only had, you get two games, you get the Oilers game and the, and the flames game, right. Every Saturday right. night on channel three or seven, whichever one you had. And so like, you just, you're up watching them and you know, it's just, I just think the Oilers, they're an exciting team to watch because they make they make some mistakes and stuff like that. So there's a lot of scoring chances. I think they're one of the more exciting teams to watch in NHL. What do you think? Okay, say if uh, the Oilers choke in the playoffs, what do you think like Drysaddle and McDavid will do? Like they've been there for eight, nine oh. years now, and it's the same thing every year. Are they wasting like their prime years and on a losing team? Like, would you stay or would you want to go? see where else you can go play. I I think I think McDavid has to stay. I think just to solidify his like the history, like solidify his thing with all the best. I think he has to win with that team. Just like Gretzky had to win with Oilers. Lemieux had to win with Pittsburgh, you know? Yeah. Crosby had to win with, you know, Pittsburgh as well, right? I think he has to stay, I think. But Dry Settle, I think I don't know, it depends, right? But you know what they're I think it depends if they're going to make some moves to help bring players in for them to win the cup. I think that's going to be a big decision. Like, like, like first, I think they got to get rid of Darnell Nurse's contract, and oh, you know, I don't know how that guy makes nine million a year, right? (laughs) Crazy. So, like, I think, 
so yeah, I don't know. They, they're gonna the Oilers gonna have to do something to prove to them that they're you know that they want to like give them the, the right tools to win. Do you think Skinner's the the number one tender to lead them to the cup? Uh, I I don't know, man. I think I think he can <laughs> do it, but I think I don't know. It's just you know he's hit or miss. He's like I say, if, if it gets hot, it gets hot at the right time in the playoffs, then yeah, I think he can. But at the same time, you know, I think. I think now to make a run in the NHL playoffs, you need two goalies. Yeah, you need someone. You need someone to you know that you can rely on. If you know someone has a bad game and stuff like that, one and they call them all one A one B goalies. Yeah, now, right? not backups to starter anymore. So, but yeah, I I, I don't know. He's he's got to prove it, right? Like it's only yeah. his second year really playing. So, if the Oilers and the Leafs go in the Stanley Cup Finals, who will win and how many games? I think the Oilers would win in probably six. Six? Do you think six? I just don't. Yeah, like I think uh, I think Toronto's in a worse off goaltender position right now than Edmonton. Yeah. You know, and I just don't think those Edmonton players are buying into a system. I don't think the Leafs are doing that just yet. Like you know, they're they're whether they're playing defense, even their top end guys. Like McDavid's playing better defensively. I don't think the Toronto guys are buying in. That their top five forwards are buying in quite just yet, but. It'll be it'd be an exciting series. There'll be a lot of offense and stuff like that. So I think it'd be it'd be a great series to watch. But I still I gotta take the oil in six. <laughs> Typical oil fan, yeah. I'd probably go Leafs Leafs in five. Just uh Really? Yeah, I'd go Leafs in five. So I'll tell you what, I'd be I'd be locked in that series though for sure. That'd be one of the probably one of the best Stanley Cup series I think in, in a long time. Have you been to like any hockey game, like junior game this year, or uh, NHL game, or anything like that, or you just kept it really mellow? No, I haven't been to one yet. I want to go to the Oilers game though, but you know, it's just it's six hours for me to get up there, so it's tough to to make a trip up there and play and go yeah. watch. I mean, so it's I mind getting up <laughs> yeah, there. take uh, your bag. You never know, right? Go flex it in the lobby. You might <laughs> something might help. Yeah, <laughs> but uh. I know Colorado, Colorado goes there in March, so I wouldn't mind getting some tickets to go watch. Yeah, that that'd be a good one. Sure. I think make, make a make a trip up there for that game, you know. So we'll, we'll see. It's but then also all the Indian terms are coming up now, right? So it's kind of gotta yeah. see what's what's happening, what's when and where, and go from there. Okay. You actually, don't... I did go to uh, I did go to Aboriginal Night Flames game in December. I actually. Yeah. Yeah, we brought some kids from the reserve. We brought some kids from the reserve up there. It was a good game, you know. They played Vancouver. Vancouver won, which was obviously nice to see, but. Uh... How awesome has uh, Brent Dodgenhorst been working with the Flames? He's uh, he was a guest on the show, and he's such a good guy, man. Like he's like I respected him back when he was playing junior, and like I've like how how big of a influence has he been to you, Alberta boys? Yeah, no, it was, obviously, man, he was one of the first ones to, to make that jump to pro, right, from down here and stuff. And yeah, he's doing a great thing for not just Indigenous, just for like. Yeah, a lot of indigenous things, good things with like the kids and stuff, and you know, getting that, getting out on the radar and stuff, and like the, some of the struggles we have as Aboriginals, right? And we've actually talked about a lot. Like when we were growing up, like you were, we were taught, told to head down, keep going forward, no matter what they say. You know, don't speak up because you know, as you yeah. speak up, you're troubled. You know, Ab- yeah. Aboriginal. You know, and so it, I, I'm glad the way the game's going and things are being seen different, and these kids are speaking up now and stuff, and, and it's good to see. It. Hopefully, it keeps going that way. But yeah, um, funny story about Brent is uh, 
the one time he had he had a hockey camp and I was the only kid to show up. <laughs> they had it during the Calgary Stampede, so yeah, they had it during the Calgary Stampede. So it's just there's just me and Brent one on one for three days, you know. I guess so. You know, my parents dropped me off, and he just we called my parents. He said, "No, don't worry, just leave him here. He'll hang out with me." So I got to go to his farm and stuff, and just spent basically spent three days with him. You know, he he was playing for the I think he's playing in the NHL at the time, and so it was awesome just to get to hang out with him. You know, and just. You know, he was just like a little Zach and I was in junior, you know, just like yeah. have fun and just enjoyed the game. Uh, before we let you go, I'll ask you one more question. Like, what advice would you give youth, uh, say a young Aboriginal kid, 15, 16 years old, and they want to play junior, but they just, they're not sure, like, because with like the dedication and the commitment, what would you say to a youth who's unsure, but, but has the talent? I would say to make sure you dedicate yourself to the off ice. I think that's the biggest difference in hockey is the off ice where people get faster, stronger and stuff like that. And your nutrition and being in shape because, and because now in the game, if you can't skate or be quick enough, you're, you're not going to keep up and you're left behind. Right. So I think the, the, I always tell kids playing the hockey game is the fun part of hockey. Once you get to the higher level, it's the stuff away from the rink and the stuff in the summers, and stay in like keep your head in the right direction, keep your minds focused and stuff like that, and do do all the little things right. Like coaches see all the things, the work ethic, the little things like chipping, just playing the team game and stuff like that. So just I think to be dedication to the off ice stuff, I think is is a huge part of being able to get over that hump of making it to the next level because that's where like you can have all the talent in the world, but if someone works harder than you and is a better is a better athlete. Or and just be a good person. Then you know a coach is going to take that kid over someone that has a lot of skill and just you know is not working as hard and stuff like that. So I think dedication to your craft. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, uh, thanks for uh, coming on the show again. It was really good to see you again and talk some hockey and share yeah. some laughs. And so hopefully, uh, maybe I'll probably see you probably not till May. Probably Brent Wilson Memorial or the Freddie, either one. Uh, yeah, that's well, maybe, maybe, maybe PA, something like that. If you yeah. guys make a trip out that, but yeah, no, probably, yeah. I think we're gonna go to the Brent Wilson anyway. I think hopefully Judd's back by then too. And I think Jesse's done for the year. So I think that, as we call our packages, it's one down one guy right now. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, uh, keep no, in but touch for sure, man. Yeah, no, for sure. I think we we need to get a, a group out here on, we could maybe get me, Waste, Judd, Jesse all on the same time. I think that'd be fun. It's just, it's tough with Judd being away right now, you know, with his time change and then wasting the middle of the season and stuff like that. So yeah, because maybe this uh, we, can get... we did try to plan it in December because mm-hmm. Wasey had time off and Judd had time off, but that I think it was like a seven hour time difference or yeah. so it was kind of, it was hard, but yeah, we'll have to get together or, yeah. or uh, maybe one of these times well, we'll uh, during the Freddy, we'll go sit at Wasey's and just record. That's what I was, was going to say. Maybe we'll have to, Get ways to get cook us a dinner, and we'll go there and sit there and just have a have a group session. <laughs> we'll go live and stuff like that and see see what happens yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. I'm sure. I hope, hopefully, we make it happen here sooner than later for sure. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. Uh, take care and uh, rest those rest those bones, and uh, hope to see you around there, bro. <laughs> yeah. No. Thanks for having me, buddy. Yeah. Okay. We'll Appreciate talk it. to you later. See ya. Hi. <laughs> he should just go really close to the camera and say that. Hi. <laughs>
Uh, a welcome back from with uh, Under Armour shirt. Yeah, just flexing your pecs, your moves. <laughs> hey, I see nipple. Uh, yeah, welcome back from our interview uh, with Mister Colton Yellowhorn. Yellowhorn. Great guy, man. What a, he's been such a big help for our show too. Like he's mm. from from day one. He's been always uh, helpful and. He's uh, if any like he mentioned the first time, like he's always willing to help youth. That's the one thing that it's awesome about him. Like he's always yeah. willing to help help and give back to the youth because it's it's uh, it's it's just a part of who we are as Indigenous people. Yep. Like we always want to give back and help help out help others. So, uh, so thanks again, Colton, for coming on the show. And I apologize that I. Press the the stop button for recording right before his interview, so <laughs> we cut it kind of short. So, but anyways, uh, Bush has some. Are you gonna? You want me to ask you? You're gonna ask me those questions All right. now? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna lead up to it though. Okay. I got, I got a couple. I got a couple statements or little facts, but I want I'm gonna I'm gonna lead up to it though, and I want you to think about it. So, I watched a <clears throat> a documentary on Prime. The other day, or not the full one, but I watched enough. There's a reporter from ESPN. I think her name. I don't know. I can't remember her name, but she she asked something and, and she says something about this player. Now I want to ask you what you think when you in the NHL, OHL, university player MJ, oh um, whatever. What do you think when you see someone that's highly skilled, but you don't see him trying every shift? Like what? Like what? Do you think he's lazy? Um, not really. I mean, I guess in a point, it he he plays like a William Nylander, right? Yeah. You see some shifts, uh, Nylander from the Maple Leafs. For those who don't know, uh, he sometimes he tries hard. Then some tr- shifts, like where is he? He's in, yeah. invisible. And he doesn't, and you can tell he's not trying. He'll half ass it, skating back to the defensive zone, but. Yeah, that's um, why I, I will always say he is the X factor for the Maple Leafs playoff run. I will yeah. always say that. Now, um, there was a I think it was the early nineties. Deion Sanders, he was he is quoted when he played for the Cowboys. Or maybe it was or maybe forty nine. Anyways, he said in every play there is one seam, and he watches for it. And in that seam, he can break away, or any receiver can break away. Any running back, and they will score a touchdown. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Like there's a perfect moment. Oh, now, yeah. what if this, no, what if this player, what if Nylander or Kovalev, Mogilny, like what if Alexander Dagel, like what if they're just waiting for that one perfect moment that you and I know that they're waiting for? Yeah, it's all about timing, right? Yeah. Now, this, this reporter, she summed up Alexander Dagel's career. Like, he didn't love the game enough to ever be the best that he could be yeah. on every shift. But he's good enough to be in the NHL. And the thing with him, like he was so hyped coming out of yeah. junior out of Victoriaville when Ottawa drafted him first overall. But that's where the NHL and the ju- Quebec, I mean the major junior should have a rule together where 18 year olds are allowed to play 
in, in the American Hockey League because mm. there's a rule in the NHL that underage players can't play in a AHL till they're 20. Mm-hmm. And Dag was 17, 18, just dominating hockey, right? And so when he made that oh, yeah. Senators out of, out of junior, he couldn't really adjust because no. from he's, he, he was playing kids from 16 to 20. And so he was playing against boys, then he jumps up against playing men. <laughs> so you're like, yeah. of course, you're going to dominate playing against kids. Teenage teenagers, oh, yeah, you're not going to dominate playing men as an 18 year old. So, I think, so I think, and when people watch when they when they when they used to watch Kobe, like, oh, he's so lazy, he's so lazy. No, yeah. I don't think he was. I think he was waiting for that perfect seam, that perfect play. And then when he did, he scored. Yeah, when 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 Nylander gets the puck, when he gets that seam, he'll score or he'll cause a really high scoring chance, and the and the Leafs will fluke it in. Yeah, because you watch it, watch him in overtime on three on three. Yeah. Like he doesn't skate back. No. There's times when him and Tavares are out there, and it's always a three on one because they don't they don't skate back. It's yeah. Some players are just not made to play defense. Yeah. So like, uh, what, like you. Well, I mean, <laughs> I just watched that one. <laughs> you so, did. <laughs> so so when people say. Are they lazy? No, I don't think they're lazy. I think they're just I think they're waiting for that perfect seam. Yeah. That perfect that perfect shift, that perfect stride. And I really think people should get off their people's case when they say Alexei Kovalev, this top ahead. Um, oh, he's so he's so damn lazy. No, he wasn't lazy. He was highly skilled. And if he's going on a one on five, there's no way he can score. So he would just chop it off. Like I don't see any problem with that. I really yeah. don't. Like, there's no way when, like, if, if he has one puck and every and, and all his linemates are going for a change, like, why should he expend all his energy when people are just bailing him out or uh, leaving him out to dry? Like, and, I just... and it's just like, uh, like back in school, like when we were sitting in cl- math class, like some of us didn't yeah. understand it, but there's other guys, other people, students who were just. They got it like that and understood it, yeah. and and they got late. They got bored because that math was just too easy for them, yeah. right? Yeah, so, like Kovalov, he was one of the best stick handlers and oh, smartest players ever, right? Maybe the yeah. the players weren't just at his level, just like when you play, we're just not at your level yet, boy. <laughs> we just we're sorry, man. We're just not there. <laughs> <laughs> so when so when people I, I just think when people argue and he, he's lazy he didn't love the, no he, I don't think they are lazy no, I, I think they're just, just they're too just, far up they're too far at a level that okay well too smart, maybe yeah. maybe in three strides he'll be with me and then no he's not well I'll just go dish it off and go line for a line change yeah I think that I think that's the, I think that was the case mentally like with all those players like Dago. Kovalev, Alshamsky, Nylander, like, like Leaf fans, like you have to give him a chance because they're when when Nylander gets a puck, he, he already knows what he's gonna do. It's up to Tavares and um, Marner to okay, well, let's try and think what he's going to do and compensate. But oftentimes, no one does, so. Neil Leonard just gives it away or not gives it away. He just coughs. He doesn't cough it up. He just shoots it blankly and 
but he knows he knows what to do. He knows what he, the other teammates should do, but they don't do it. So nothing That's happens. True. Yeah, and, and then, I think they're just and then players like you, pair like Cap, everybody else. Why is he doing that? He's so fucking lazy. He's, why is he on the Leafs? I said no, man. Like if you look, if you analyze the play, what they should have done. That's what he wanted the players to do. So and that's then that's how I am with you, Bush. You're <laughs> like when you when you brought that up, first thing that came to my mind is like good will hunting movie. Like you're Will Hunting and I'm you're Matt Damon and I'm Ben Affleck. I'm uh Chucky Sullivan. And you're you're the Matt <laughs> Will Hunting, just a fucking smart math wizard who can solve all the problems. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? I thought that was random information. <laughs> I I I googled the well, while you're, I googled it while you were talking. Just Goodwill Hunting movie, and it came up. Matt Damon played Will Hunting, and <laughs> Ben Affleck played Chucky Sullivan. <laughs> so uh, tell me, folks, like, do you agree with me? Like, do you think? When you analyze players that you perceive to be lazy, are they lazy or are they just waiting for that perfect seam? Yeah, because they're just, I, I think they're just waiting. that smart. Like, right? Their IQs, like yep. their IQs high. So they know what, what's going to happen already, even before you get the puck. It's just like chess, right? Yep. You don't, you always have to think a move or two ahead of time before the actual move oh, you make. Yeah. So you're yep. in that one. One one hundredth bush, you and all those guys. <laughs> bush hunt. Uh, what's his bush name what? again? Bush hunting. Bush. <laughs> You're Matt Damon. <clears throat> I'm Ben Unflecked. Chucky. <laughs> I'm Chucky. <laughs> Not did the doll know, killer, but. <laughs> did you know Rip is in that movie? Yeah, yeah. He plays, yeah. Uh, let me look at that character for Goodwill Hunting. Yep. He uh he plays Billy McBride. Yep. And he uh Rip is also in uh that seventies high school movie, uh Days and Confused. Days and Confused. I oh, love yeah. that movie. Oh, that was a good yeah, movie. Yeah, everybody loves that movie, yeah. But Ben Affleck's also in that movie. I know. <laughs> um yeah, that's uh that was a good good question. It's mm-hmm. true though, didn't like now, like even like my grandson plays U nine, and there's kids out there that are far superior, and they just they it just like one shift they'll come out just going around everyone mm-hmm. score four or five goals a shift, then the next they just get lazy because it's not that they're <clears throat> bored, just because the competition will play right because they're so far superior yeah. compared to a lot of the other kids. So yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. It's not. I don't think it's being lazy is just because no. it's just because they're so far superior and just they're they're smart like doogie hauser smart yep so yeah that's a that was a good point yep. good question good topic way to go man mm-hmm. once do. in a while yeah, once in a while but, but zinga okay <laughs> uh this week uh res hockey top five uh with uh this goes out to all the guys who uh, are coming back monday 
Monday after leaving home Wednesday or Thursday to go to a hockey tournament. Whereas hockey top five things guys I would say do. Monday afternoon. Yeah. Monday afternoon, yeah. Whereas <laughs> hockey top five things guys do when they come home from a tourney. Okay, number five. Love her up with kisses. So, uh, yeah, yep. really, uh, in other words, you're kissing ass. Yeah. So, uh, number four, do the laundry, fold the clothes, and put them away. Say so you come, yeah, yeah. Like you come home Monday afternoon and you do all that before uh, she gets home from work. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three is uh, take the kids on an outing. Take them out for supper Monday night. Give her a break. Um, this goes along with number two. Uh, give her bingo money. Night out with the girls. Since you were uh, away all weekend playing hockey, winning money for for your family, uh, give her bingo money. <laughs> <laughs> and then number one for Res Hockey Top 5 things guys do when they come home from attorney is make supper and wash the dishes and put them away. Yeah. Um, if those who remember episode 103, when we asked uh, top five things guys do before leaving a res attorney, it's the mm-hmm. same thing. Yeah. So it's the same answer from last week to this week because guys are going to be doing the same things before they leave and the same things when they come home from attorney. So. Yeah. So all, so. Good luck to all those guys uh, who were just getting home from a tourney, coming yeah. home from Brandon. So. And and good luck to the guys that are just coming home tonight, Tuesday. <laughs> I've known I played with guys that uh, who would like. They they would have girlfriends, but no like no kids. But they would go to a tournament one weekend, and it's like ah shit, I'm in the area anyways. There's a tournament close by. I might as well just go to a buddy's house and stay at his house all week and not go home. So <laughs> I know a couple of guys that used to do that back in the day. Um, our brother Tyler Lavalley, he uh he's uh. He's vacationing in the U.S. He's uh, doing the the Route 66. I don't know if it's Route 66, but he's traveling the in an RV with his wife Jessica and kids. And he uh, he he gave us a, gave me a surprise. He goes, he messaged me like, "Hey, bro, Trev, what's your email?" Like, so I gave him my email. And you yeah. know what he did for us? He wrote down all the all our guests. He lists down all the answers that the uh, our res hockey. Uh, Oh really? Nish qu- five rapper Nish questions. He wrote down yeah. all the answers, and he even gave the percentages. So we'll oh. uh, we'll talk about that right now. Okay. Um, I'm surprised. Uh, for okay. Each episode, we we ask our guests five <clears throat> rapid Nish questions. Uh, the first question is baked or fried bannock. And the percentage for fried bannock is 72% and 28% bait. Oh, that's people a, like the people yeah, like the deep fry. It's like almost yeah. three quarters. Like you guys like your yeah. oil. You're, <laughs> I don't know why I'm, I just love my 
big panic, man. That's um okay. And he uh, messaged well each I, I I guess there was four people that we didn't ask five rapid dish questions. They were Brad Lieb, Joe Hicketts, um Vict Victoria Bach, and Darren Reed. I don't know why I we didn't ask those oh. four, but okay, for our second question, it's uh if you ever use a bed sheet for a door or curtain, 75% use bed sheets. And 25% didn't use a bed sheet for a door oh. or a curtain. So that's so like the, that's another just three like quarters. Just out. Jeez. Let the world are, watch, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, third question or out of our five rapidness questions. Ever see Ernest Muniz live in concert? Uh, 28% said they saw him in concert. 6% saw him at the Freddy. And 67% didn't. That's oh. a lot of people. Yeah. 67%. 58 people. I think in total we had 90, 91 guests on the show yeah. out of our hundred and for 103 episodes so that's 67 percent. that's 58 yeah. people didn't see him but it's also uh, it's also generational too right yeah like, and it's territorial like, too right yeah Man, like he's mainly manitoba mm -hmm. so uh our fourth question out of our five rapidness questions indian indian taco or bannock burger and 38 percent said bannock burger and 57 percent said Indian taco and five percent said both <laughs> what are you like are you a taco taco uh Indian taco or bannock burger yeah that's a tough one I'm that's I'm the five percent I like both I really do uh Silas Neposh said both yeah uh who else said both uh Andrew Ansonen said both <laughs> uh, who else? Uh, Eric Roy said both. Hmm. Yeah, just those three said both. Yeah, I'm a both kind of guy. <laughs> uh, our fifth and last question is like, can you jig? And 34% said jiggers, 53% said non jiggers, 11%. Said, think they can after a few, <laughs> <laughs> and one percent really? had no clue what we were talking about. Think they can after a few. That's good. <laughs> uh, Leon Denny from uh, out west from um, Nova Scotia. No, is he New Brunswick? He's from he the Maritimes. He didn't know what jigging was. So that's uh, this is awesome. <laughs> I'll uh, maybe I'll figure out how to post this word on online mm. so thanks uh ty for coming up with this uh yeah. st statistics so that's really cool man like he listened to all the shows and wrote all <laughs> the answers down for what we asked so thanks man i really appreciate we really appreciate that's, that's really that's, that's awesome really cool yeah thank you so it's it's cool should we keep asking the same uh, questions yeah. five rapid NIST questions, or should we change it up? 
Well, I think we should keep keep going. Keep it. It's good. I mean, each question represents of who we are as the indigenous yeah. people. Like, like uh, of course, we all have eaten bannock our whole lives. We all eat Indian tacos, bannock burgers. We all know people who like the jig. Uh, Ernest Mooney asks, he's uh, king of the north, so everyone likes listening yeah. to him if they had the opportunity. Um, and everyone has used a bed sheet as a door or curtain yeah. sometimes in their life. I, so I still do. Yeah, he's both. <laughs> Bush, him and I went to Walmart one time, and he's like, how do you like these uh, bed sheets? And they were queen size. It's like, they're all right. So he dropped me off at home. Then the next day, I went down to Bush's house, and freaking guy had him up on his uh, living room window. <laughs> bed sheets. So, yeah. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, those questions like it's a part of who we are, and it's funny. Mm-hmm. It's always good to inter- end an interview with a good laugh, and because uh, we love to laugh and joke around yeah. as Indigenous people, so it's cool. Um, anything else before uh, we skedaddle? Because it's eleven o'clock your time, and you're yawning. Yeah. You're you're probably seeing double by now. Yeah, it is eleven o'clock. That's not bad. No, I'm good. You're good. I just, I just, people leave those players that you perceive to be lazy, leave them alone. Yeah. Let them leave them alone because they're going to, what they're doing is they're waiting for that perfect seam. Like, just let them be, let them skate. I do that with you and I end up a minus two in a shift. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Except for that one play, uh, that one game against Crow Lake. Oh, yeah. It's all about timing. (laughs) Bush hunting. Yeah. (laughs) You got two names now, Bush hunting and Bush rats. (laughs) How do you combine the two? I'm going to start calling you Chucky from that one. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one, Chucky. I know. (laughs) You're probably all surprised. Like, how did he know that guy's name? All of a sudden, he just no. I googled it. Yeah. Chucky, Chucky Sullivan. Yeah, good. That's a good movie, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, then. I guess uh, thanks for joining us for episode one hundred and four. We really yep. appreciate you uh, taking the time to hang out with us for a bit and talk some hockey and listen to uh, Bush really go deep in thought. <laughs> so uh, once in a while, man. Yeah. So it. don't for, yeah don't forget we're on uh, Google we're on Google Google Podcasts Apple Music Spotify iHeartRadio Podbean and MySpace where are you now and High Five and we're also on YouTube um, so like yeah. and subscribe and uh, search we're on social media we're at Twitter Instagram and Facebook just search Res Hawking mm-hmm. uh, really just like our socials and like our uh, wherever you listen to your pod your your podcast and just your support we really appreciate your support throughout the years and we'll uh keep on keeping on just as long as you guys want to listen about us talk about some uh niche niche hockey yeah some in uh, indian country so with that being said uh take care of each other love each other and respect each other and we'll uh, see you next week and bush good luck in court tomorrow <laughs> Go convoy. Go share water bottles. Yeah. Go convoy. Just kidding. Go convoy. Oh. <laughs>
Okay. <laughs> I'm going to get deported. <laughs> He's no going to get deported list. back to Treaty 3. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to be on a no fly list thanks to you tomorrow. <laughs> okay, we'll uh, see you guys next week. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>